Okay, everybody, welcome back. All right, this show is going to probably go down the history books here because Lord's doing something very powerful, bringing two women of God that have fathers who you would know, but they also are doing something very powerful. So I don't want to uh, say it's just about their fathers because they're both very powerful warriors, okay? And both have ministries and Lord's using them. So uh, let me start here with Donna. Donna is an amazing woman of God. She's got a ministry called House of Destiny. And by the way, she's the daughter of Kim Clement, who, you know, we can just talk about forever. I have a lot of connectivity. When I was a kid, I went to one of your dad's meetings. It really impacted me, uh, you know, followed the ministry throughout the years. And that leads me into the second guest. Her name is Krista Bullock. Now, her dad and I are friends, powerful ministry, Robin Bullock. I'm sure you guys have heard of Robin Bullock, you know, out there putting out words that are so timely. And Krista, I think the first time I met her, I, I saw her playing drums. I was like, who is this amazing drummer who's a woman? Because you don't see a lot of women drummers, but she's so much more than that. So Krista and Donna, welcome to the broadcast. Oh, hello. Shalom. Shalom to you. My goodness. Uh, I, I know the Lord is going to do something big. So we had a show scheduled a few weeks back and we were dealing with some warfare around that. And when that happened, I knew I said, you know, there's something that's going to be coming out of this. that's going to be powerful. And uh, you're both daughters of very influential prophet, a man of God that spoke to nations, that spoke to people in office. Uh, I know your dad right now, Krista, is very powerful in the ministry and speaking to many people of influence around the nation. So let's start with you, uh, Krista. You know, what is it like? I know because everyone wants to know this, to be the daughter of a prophet like Robin Bullock. What is that like? Oh, wow. Um, I feel like you should have let Don A go first. On this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like she she should have went first, but and because she's lived she's lived this much longer than than I have. And um, and so, first of all, I just want to honor her. I want to yes. honor you, Don A, yes. for, for being, you know, everybody honors honors your dad and as they should. I mean, what what a man of God that walked yes. this and I had the privilege of being in a meeting twice with him. One time I was four years old, and then the other I was 15 years old. And it was actually in Hendersonville, Tennessee. No way. I, mean, I know you know that area well, Todd. What? Yes. Hendersonville, yes. And so I was out in the audience, and um, I was 15. I had a Beatles shirt on, and all of a sudden he points at me, and he was like, you. I just drained of color. I was like, no, I was like, surely it's not me. And I was like, he was like, you. And my mom basically shoved me out the aisle. She was like, go, Krista, go. And so I went out there and he commented on my shirt. We talked about Paul McCartney. And then he <laughs> said, I want you to stand up on that stage. And so he put me on the stage and he got down on the floor and turned me around to face the audience. And he, he spoke a few words to me, but then he said, you're so somewhere in the future and you look much better than you look right now and my life my life changed after that and so he and of course we honor him but i want to honor you donna yes, and i want to yes. honor you and your family because i know the strength that it takes to hold a prophet's arms up. I know the, the, the tough skin that you have to have to deal with the criticism, the, the hate mail that, you know, not everybody loves you. And yeah, and it takes, it's, 
it's tough and and it can can weigh on you so i want to honor you and miss jane and your whole family for for making such an impact not only on my life but on the entire world and i'm telling you the voices even my dad the voices that are speaking right now probably would not be in the position that they're in if it wasn't for your father and your That's family. Right. So to, before we go on, everybody watching this broadcast, we just want to honor Donna and the whole yes. family because we just thank God for you. We love you so much. Yes, you, you couldn't have said that better, Krista. I mean, honestly, the same. I just second that, Donna. I mean, so many things in my life and the ministry, people that I know have been affected through your family and the ministry that you've been given. And, and, and so we honor you. We truly do the show, this ministry. You know, I know everybody watching uh, feels the same. So uh, thank you. Thank you. And, and, and Donnie, let me, let me pose that to you. Uh, you know, gosh, I mean, where do I even start? Your, your dad, like I said, has impacted presidents, kings, you know, all these people around the world. What was it like to, to witness this firsthand? Well, I think, I don't know how it was for you, Krista, but I think, first of all, wait, wait, wait. Let me thank you for doing that, for saying that. That means so much to me uh, because we don't, you know, we're such a big family and we're all so busy and there's all this stuff going on all the time. We don't always know what people think. We've just been going. So yes. what when my dad was alive, we were just following him and, and, and going through that. And then when we lost him, there, we didn't know what to do at first, but God had positioned things. He was in control of all of it. And he positioned things in a way that where I thought I was just going to be getting up for a little bit of time while my dad was sick and he was going to come back and I was just going to fill in and tell people what happened to him, update him. I was not seeing him dying at all. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't until he did. And so God positioned us in a way that it, it, it was just, okay, well, we have to just keep keep going because he prophesied all this stuff that hasn't happened and we can't just sh shut everything down there's all these people that have supported us and prayed for us and held us up too because it's not just us all the people over the years who have stuck with us and stayed with us and saw what god was doing this is so beyond our family yes and i mean uh and christy your, your dad like i think i said it at the time but there was that this is going back to your question too, Todd, because it's like part of growing up around that. You, you're right. much used to it. But when you're outside of that environment, you realize how unique and different where you just came from is. It's not just church. It's yeah. not going to, you, you can have your, it's not just pastors. It's a whole different kind of person to be a pastor than a prophet. And yeah, same man to that. Call me your pastor. That's why I had his, his broadcasts were on Saturdays. He did not want to take away from people going to church because he knew he, what he was called to, and it was to, to be a prophet, not to pastor. He was not anointed to do that. He yeah. could lead worship. He could play the most incredible music ever. And I think music is a really key thing with the prophetic. It, it's yes. all King David. And if you look at your dad and you look at my dad, it is it most often comes out in during the act of worship it's so much more than music right yes so there's so many different angles i could actually come at to answer you about what was it like growing up that way but i think the best place to start would be as a child i wasn't aware 
because I was so used to it. Cause we traveled with him, right? I, an infant. And so his gift was developing when I was growing up. So it just seemed, nor- Oh, your dad doesn't do that. <laughs> your dad didn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't go and pray for hours, hours every day. And, you know, go and well, we went from church to church. We covered this country uh, from top to bottom, left, right. This is what this tattoo is. But I got the tattoo for my dad. I don't know how to do it on the camera, but it, nope, it's see, nope. the dad had, and I got it after he died. But it, it's it's he got the cross because it represented spreading the gospel in all directions. So it's not uh, the crucifixion cross; it's a Greek cross. It's equal in all directions. And so that's why he got that to spread the gospel in all directions. And truly he did that. And so I was in an environment where I was going from church to church, Sunday school to Sunday school. And I didn't really understand until we moved to America and kind of mom settled the family. We had to really be in school more. And, you know, they were able to, because we were in the DFW area, it was a great central location for dad to fly out of. So we didn't have to travel as much. So my younger siblings didn't have as much of the road on the road experience that I did, but also that I was kind of sheltered a little in that world. So when I went, started to realize the gravity of what he was doing, like, especially by the time I was about 16 is when he prophesied uh, 9-11. And so I was seeing the the 9-11 thing. And then when 9-11 happened, I was 21 years Mm. old. And I, I mean, I remembered very well. I wasn't too young to remember. I sat there and watched it on the news that morning. Uh, We didn't know what was going on. uh, And dad didn't even remember somebody else from Detroit remembered him prophesying about the planes flying over Long Island. And then he remembered he prophesied it. And from then things changed again. And I think you're probably going to be seeing this Krista in your family is that your dad's people are paying attention. So as Mm. God has anointed him. He's going to grow in that. And God will show him more and more as much as he's willing to ask for. I think that's what I think we, and this is something dad used to say to people is he was very passionate about uh, us being able to hear God ourselves. So you have office of prophet, which would be Robin Bullock, Kim Clement, people like that. But we need to be a prophetic people. And God is used my dad and is using your dad and others uh, to it's 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 almost like raising a a, a spiritual army, but we need yes. prophets. And Dad actually prophesied it won't be the priests that will deal with this problem. He was seeing the rise of a fourth rack and all this stuff. It will be the prophets that do it. And so I'm here. I'm going on reawaken tour, and I'm meeting all these people this year, and I'm realizing we need to gather the prophetic voices yes. together. Our uh, 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 we as Christians need to be equipped with what we need to be able to see prophetically, because when the people are aligned with what the prophet's seeing and what God is saying, then everybody, it's, it's, it's the most beautiful thing. And, and I think that it really helped my dad when he went online, because at the same time, didn't matter where in the world, you had a lot of people praying. I don't know if you've noticed this before, but if he was prophesying, he often would shout, pray, Pray with me. Pray, pray. Yep. Because he needed the more we were coming together, and the more everybody was seeing the same thing, which is what God wants us to see. It's the cloud the size of a man's hand. And yes. when when we see the cloud, we have to be ready to run. So yeah. there's all this preparation time. And I see, you know, we've met, uh, we interviewed Eric Trump recently. Yeah. 
Uh, that was while awesome. his place was getting uh, his dad's place was yeah, getting raided, right? Know. We didn't even know. And so we found out afterwards. And so that's why as soon as I saw him at Reawake and I went running up, I was like on the fence on the other side of the fence. I was like, Eric, the raid. He was like, come here. And what I've realized in talking to him and Cash Patel and people like that is they're a little apprehensive. Mm hmm. They're cool with the Christian stuff, but they're a little apprehensive when you get into the prophetic because that gets a bit weird and you can't blame them. I mean, people have been uh, have abused it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk yes. about that a little bit, Donna? Because, you know, that's where people push back with me and they get nervous and scared and they don't want to talk. You know, so can you explain that a little bit? I've learned to be very patient with people when they are like that, because it's not always an offense. Uh, there, you have a whole like whole sects of Christianity, all Eastern Orthodox. They don't believe in the prophetic at all. They don't believe there's modern prophets. They believe there were the Old Testament prophets. It ended with Jesus. That's the end. Right. Yeah. So people who have been taught that by leaders that they love and they trust to let go of that is difficult. So you have to be able to take some hits. So that's hard. I mean, I went on Truth Social this morning. I don't use social media my personal a lot. But I did on Truth Social this morning. I had had it open last night and I watched that, the plot, plot against the president. What's it called? Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys are watching. Yeah. I, uh, but I had seen uh, Trump posted about it. So I'd been on Truth and I went and checked mine. And there's, it's, I can't even look at the page because people are misquoting my dad. Yeah. Little fragments of things. And then they're like, false prophet. And I'm just like, man, if you'd put that much energy into <laughs> finding the truth, Spreading yes. the gospel, saving souls. Stop sending people to hell. Right. People, and this is this is the religious spirit, and you're seeing it manifest in the world. Yes. Yes. Not just the Democratic Party, through the Republicans too. My dad saw that and said, "God is not satisfied with the Democrats or the Republicans," and he's yeah. shaking both of them. So we're seeing that. But um, no, I lost my train of thought. Where was well, that? just people oh, that you don't really mind. understand? Not yeah. Yeah. Well, Krista, let me let you. Talk for a minute because wow. I realized I've been <laughs> rattled well, off. I almost said, well, now the show's over because Don A like has said everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I'm older. You'll be here no. one day. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I will. Well, I do turn 30 on Wednesday, so I'm I'm getting older. I'm, Got you I'm know. Getting... that's a great age, 30. <laughs> it's the priesthood, right? In that 30? Yeah. yeah. So God, Jesus started his ministry at 30. So I, I'm going to go with that. There you go. But uh, no, I, and I, I relate so much. And that's the reason I wanted Donna to go first is because she has been in this longer and and she, you know, she experienced all this before I did. So and everybody has heard her speak a, a different times about. And of course, they want to hear her talk about her dad and, and everything. But, you know, everybody needs to know that this woman is powerful herself. Yes. Yes. And and God is using her, but I I I wanted to go second because I wanted to confirm everything she's saying. Mm. It's it's completely and totally true. And this is what you know. I I've been raised in ministry my entire life. I was born a pastor's kid because when I was born, uh, my dad actually was a pastor, and this was it's something that. He says now, he's like, you you do not want me to be a pastor. You don't want me. I'm not a pastor. That's not what I do. You know, and that's 
people forget that there's more fingers on the hand of God than just the pastor and the evangelist. There's more there. And I know, Todd, you're you're an evangelist. And so you you know him. My, my God, we need you and we need your voice. But you have to have, see, it's like, okay, I've got my phone sitting in front of me. If I tried to pick it up with two fingers, I might <laughs> could hold it, but it's not, I'm not going to have a good grip on it whatsoever. If I tried to pick it up with three fingers, it's the same thing. But when I have my whole hand, I can pick up my phone and hold it and grip it. And see what the church did was they voted out mm. one of the most powerful fingers on the hand of God. And it was the prophet. And that's, and see, the prophet is the pointer finger because it points. It's the, they are the ones that are bold that's enough true. to point their finger in a king's face and say, thus saith the Lord, where we may not be, we may, may not be strong enough to do that. Well, with that comes, uh, you know, comes criticism. It comes, you know, a lot of flack. It comes, you get a lot of lash off of all that. And like Don A said, people think it's weird. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It is it is a supernatural realm that if you're not used to being in, then it can freak you out. And so that is why people said, you know what, let's get rid of prophets. We don't need that. And their main thing was because they don't want to offend anybody. Right. They don't want to offend at their congregation with the prophetic, you know, and that's why the churches went to the whole, well, you can't prophesy, but on Tuesday night, in a back room somewhere else okay well what if god don't have a word for that night what right. if he's not what if what if he chooses what if there's somebody in that congregation that needs the word on sunday and the lord gave them the and i think my computer just froze i don't know what's going on but uh um, we hear you yeah, okay as long as you hear me <laughs> but if god wants to speak on sunday then you're voting him out. And mm. so this is what I, you know, like I said, I've been raised in ministry my entire life. Now, my mom is a pastor. She, right. it, she actually is a pastor and she's called by God to be a pastor. And, and so, like I said, I know you can't see me right now because I'm frozen. So just take one. I'm like, put an animation on my face or something. Okay. To, <laughs> like I'm talking, <laughs> but she is a pastor and my dad is a prophet and I'll never forget the the day he was called to be a prophet and that's not a story for me to tell because it's not my story to tell but I remember I remember hearing and I actually wasn't supposed to hear what had happened he was having a conversation with my mom but we were on vacation and my room was right up underneath theirs and i could hear him talking to my mom mm. through that vent and then it turns out i worked directly next to my dad so many years down the road and so it was meant for god to let me hear let me hear what what was being said and right. to to go ahead and put me in, hello everybody, mm -hmm. to put me into that into that realm because he knew, he was like, okay, I've got to get you familiar with, and of course I knew who Kim was and we had followed him, you know, my whole life pretty much. And we were always in tune with the prophetic, but 
my dad never walked in the office of a prophet, which is to, to, two totally different things. And people, they forget that. Yes, we can be prophetic. Like Don A said, we're all called to be prophetic. Right. All right. called to, to operate in it, but the office of a prophet is something completely and totally different. And so my dad, it walks in the office. My mom walks in the office of a pastor. Yeah. It's two different things. It's two different anointings to, to, to do two different things. And so it, it's a, it's a very unique dynamic being the daughter of a pastor and a prophet. And cause you have, you almost have the heart of a shepherd, but at the same time, you've got your sword drawn because you're in the prophetic and you're ready to go to war at the same time. Yes. And so it, you know, it's a very unique life to live, but I'm going to tell you something. I would not, especially during this time, I would rather stand the criticism of those that comment and those that, that send on. hate mail and those that, that want to say that we're, we're not of God or music is demonic and all this. And I'm like, I would love to hear what, what her dad had to say about people saying that now. And, you know, they, it plays. We're we're not playing music just to play music. Right. We're raising a sound and releasing a sound and a frequency into the atmosphere because God the word said that God speaks in the voice of many waters. And what yes. that is is it's frequencies. It's different frequencies. That that's how I mean he speaks in it, in many waters, I mean, it, it just, it's a supernatural voice to hear. And that's what we're doing when we play music is we're, we're releasing a frequency so that we can go into the supernatural and hear God speak. And, you know, we're, we're moving into the future when we're playing sounds and it, it's just a very unique life to live. And so, like I said, I would rather withstand all of their hate and all of their criticism than to stand before God one day and him say, why didn't you do what I called you to do? Why, why didn't you go forth? I could have used you during this time. So you know what? You just got to gather your courage. You got to grow another layer of skin and you got to keep moving because you know what? The church is going to find out one day just how much they needed the prophets and yes. just how much that those prophets made an impact. And so I am proud Come to on. be the daughter of a prophet. Come on. That's powerful. You know, Donna, why don't you respond to that? Because I, I think that, that that's the way it's going here. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing. I, I, I love that you're uh, I love that you play the drums. I didn't know that till today. And so if you are participating in that act, you are also prophesying. Yes. Instrument, and God could use you at any moment. And so that there's a beautiful thing. And yes, it's not about the music. It's an act of worship. And, and mu it's it, like you said, with people saying music, no, music is not evil. God created that. Yes. We, uh, however we use it or create it or what we're doing with it is what's going to make it good or evil. Uh, or, or of the it's devil or, or an act of worship. So what are you worshiping too is the question. And there's so much confusion about that. The enemy really has just done a number on the world right now with, uh, uh, with that kind of thing. And it's also like I was, this is what I was saying before that I forgot the religious spirit yeah. my dad talked about is one where it's that like a, like, um, like holier than thou thing, you know, like, 
I am so great and I am going to go to heaven and you are going to go to hell. And there's people who like to feel like that. They feel it's, it's, you know, it's a difficult subject, but the point being that the religious spirit is not just in religion. You see that, like, look at the way they did the trials and Trump referring to them as witch trials, that same spirit that was, Back then, there wasn't separation of church and state. The churches and the government were all together. Right. So that spirit that that's there is not actually of God at all. That religious spirit, where your ritual and the external is what's what is what matters. And if you look in the world right now, that's all they're worried about: what's color of your skin? Are you a girl or a boy? Or let's mix that up. And everything's external. It's nothing about the soul or the eternal part. That's it's so devoid and lacking that you can see it manifesting all over the place. And this is so loud that my dad saw it through time. He saw Keith, he saw the things that God knew we would need to know because this is all, I believe, strategic. I think that God, just the way he used the prophets to help the kings and inform them of the whereabouts of the enemies and what their plans were, that is what he's doing now. Yes. I can look at, because I've really had to focus on dad's, what dad prophet, and I have so much, but that's what the conclusion that I have come to in watching just dad. And so now I'm in a position where I'm seeing all these other prophets and I'm like, oh, well, Amanda Grace, that's a prophet. Robin Bullock, that's a prophet. Well, what would happen if we brought them together? Because right. we are in a battle and we need an army and yes. we need direction and dad i remember him shouting watchman what of the night watchman what of the night and then he would refer to people like rudy giuliani or netanyahu as watchmen and prophetic people god was not because their office of prophet but because they are uh, saying what god wants to be said they're aligned and so whatever their personal stuff is it doesn't matter because god can use a donkey if he wants to and if someone is aligned God will find them. They'll find God. And I think that's what we're seeing with Trump is, you know, someone who was sort of basic Christian. And now they're sort of they've been exposed via Eric and Clay Clark and Reway yep. or to this other side. They're not sure of. Like I was saying earlier about Cash Patel, I'm, I've invited him to come on, but I can see there's like a little bit of like, it's not sure. Right. And, and so uh, I'm pretty good at being able to help people with that, because in my life, God had me. Half of the time, once I got a little older, half of the time with my dad and half of the time with my husband, who's a tattoo artist in Hollywood. Come on. Love it. Or at my dad's (laughs) meeting. So the two contrasting worlds, you would be shocked at how many people you can read. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sitting in my place. I mean, I'm office whatever people behind the tattoo shop, uh, Sean Kingston's sister. Uh, uh, God put me in positions where I was able to minister to people that could not have been reached any other way. And right. one thing right. that you always said over and over was going to reach the unreachable and touch the untouchable. Yes. yes. Logan, like one of his, like somewhere in the future, that was one of the other ones. He was really mm-hmm. good at those. He was great at those. Um, but that, you know, that uh, idea, uh, it's also, I'm seeing the things that dad was seeing and these sort of bigger picture things. Uh, people independently of dad are seeing to other prophetic people, other prophets. And also when it comes to the false prophet thing, the media is a false prophet. There you, you go. Harari is a false That's prophet. That's right. They call Come on. 
all these Christians you're attacking internally. That's the devil using you. Good word. You, look, you do need to discern and they're people. It's usually pretty easy to tell, but you know, um, if it, the way I've always dealt with it is that I'll ask God to show me if someone is, is for real or not, because there yes. are, I mean, there was a guy that tried to get my dad to prophesy over all these people at his church. He was like, I'll give you $30,000. I don't remember the number or something, some big number of money. And my dad said, well, like, like you said earlier, Krista, what if God doesn't have anything to say to that person? Right. Says, what if it's someone else and you've lined them up? And what if I don't, will they get their money back if I don't have a word for them? Cause I'm not going <laughs> to lie to them. <laughs> he was oh. just poking at the guy. He had no intention of doing anything with him. He was just so surprised. Yeah. At the kind of, so there is that kind of thing going on. And, but look, that's going on all over in all areas of life. It's true. You have it's to true. be able to, you know, Open your eyes a little bit. And I think a lot of people, you know, with the comforts of Western life, Western civilization, and I come from a third world country, so I can say, I could tell the difference. See how God's done that with me. He's given me such contrasting uh, uh, perspectives, but right. I feel like it's because it's a, he's for whatever I'm supposed to be doing. And let me tell you, I, if you ask me what I am, I really couldn't, I couldn't even tell you right yeah. now. I just, I, I took a mantle of responsibility for my dad when he died. And I take that very seriously. I bow to God and I didn't even know what. I said, whatever it is, I'm supposed to do with this. I'm taking it because no one else is here. And I'm just, here I am. So I'll take it. And from that moment forth, the most incredible things have happened to the point where I was sitting with Eric Trump talking. Right. To him. I never thought that would happen. I never, I thought we'll be observing and I'll tell our people and it'll be great. and It'll be awesome. I never thought I would sit down and talk to these people or know them. And that makes a difference too, because I know trust them with what they're saying. I'm seeing what's going on behind the scenes. So all the people who have all these conspiracies about what's going on. Yeah. With, Trump family or the Stones or all these other people. Uh, when you when we're at the tour, a great thing that's happened is we've all had the opportunity. That's right. Can, can you kind of color in the lines on that, Donnie? Because that that is such a big thing right there, what you're saying. And I really believe a lot of people need to hear yeah. this coming from you. You know, I've had this experience. I know Krista has. Can you kind of explain that? Which thing? Well, you know, about like you said, you've got to know these people. There's a lot of conspiracies, right. a lot of people saying all these different things. You know what I'm saying? Okay, just making sure I'm understanding. Yes. So you have, uh, it's so crazy the way the media is right now. Because if you're looking, and there's people, I didn't think there were as many people that were buying it, but there are. Right. They're just, they're seeing a whole other side. And it makes me think of Babel, of the Tower of Babel. Yeah. God divided the languages. For a purpose and so dad prophesied at one point god said i will fool the people yes at the time I, it's not something my dad would normally say and i thought it was weird well why is god going to fool us who which people is he fooling i'm like that with the i'm looking at the information like what do you mean fool well, i don't like that god why are you saying fool you know i don't mind i have an interesting relationship with him <laughs> with god Wait, so do i so do i <laughs> I'm not very good at that. I am. I could. I love it because you just it keep it real, Donna. You know, that's the cool thing about you guys, both of you and your families. You keep it real. You're authentic. Yeah. You know, like the tattoos, you know, I can relate to this. You know what I'm saying? Like my generation, you know, you're not some weird holier than now kind of thing. You know oh, what I'm saying? And that's not, <laughs> look, look, whatever reason that God has 
made me and Krista and our parents the way we are doesn't mean we're higher up or better. It's just yes. different. And I really feel like this dad, when he prophesied about Trump, he saw him being amongst the people. And there's something about that. That's yeah. what America is. America is by the people for the people. And that is being lost to a new kind of elite. It is like a monarchy again. Yeah. These are families and their kids. I mean, look, Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney, the, the Bushes, these are like monarchies again. And now they're behaving like that. So I, I don't know what to think exactly of it, but I'm suspect of the way this is going. Why? So he did. And also, I just want to say it's very important. Also, like, you know, if anybody has a chance to go to reawaken, please try. Because yeah. when you go to the reawaken tour, like you were saying, you're there with Roger Stone and he's telling yeah. you and showing you pictures of what they did. And you're seeing what his legal fees are. And you're understanding, like, why are they so, so threatened by that? Guy? Right. What, like, why are they so worried about Trump? If right. the election was the, the most secure in history. Right. And don't dare question that or you're a terrorist, apparently. <laughs> I mean, that's absurd. Again, this is going back to what is America about? It's by the people for the people. We're supposed to say, if you're doing something wrong, it is our duty to say, you're, you look like you're doing something. That's all that January 6th was really about. Whatever bad actors were being violent, I don't support that. But really, you had that many people show up because they wanted the government to acknowledge that they did not like what they saw and they needed right. accountability. And the government doesn't want to be accountable. And it's not like a whole thing it's not all of the fbi it's not all of the cia it's not all of the government it's enough corruption in the strongest positions to control that situation yes it's, there's no way of fixing this except for if the american people stand up because if they don't this is going to be lost that's why it was so important that my dad saw these particular things that yes. God put us in a position to reach these people and hear from them in a time where you can't trust anything else. Yeah. Wow. You can't trust the media. Not That's even so Fox. You can't trust them. All. My grandmother used to love Fox. She would have been heartbroken about Fox. My grandmother mm. was a conspiracy theorist. She was a huge uh, supporter of my dad. She was always against the Clintons. It was always, she had these Clinton books and she'd be telling me, warning me. And wow. I mean, she lived to 90, 91. Wow. She was a strong person in our family it's because of her that i have an eye for the political stuff and knew what was going on yes because she growing up was always watching what was going on in america because being from south africa whatever happens in america it's going to affect us good or bad that's and right. so that's how it is right now the world is looking at america and so yes. america has to stand up for what america is it's as simple as that you don't have to be violent we don't have to hurt each other we don't have to yeah. be hard I think we need to behave cry in a Christ-like way. So 100%. when accusations come, we're not shouting to try to defend because all the shouting is just making noise. Yes. Nobody can see. And we have to be able to see to be able to get through this. And because uh, it is sort of a valley, you know, uh, oh, yeah. a dark place. The dad saw a humbling and then some more and then the sound of great victory. And so at the same time, we need to keep our eye on that. That is the promise. That's like Daniel in Jerusalem. Like, don't take your eye off of it. That's your promise. We're not 
you're not settling for anything else because God promised and what he promises won't return void. It can't. So we have to be aware. This is why the army of prophets, I keep calling it that. I don't want it to sound, sound violent though, because I'm very against violence. Um, um, and I'm very pro gun because responsible gun owners need to be able to defend themselves. And it's not yeah. just about someone breaking in my house or something like that. It's against a tyrannical government that the fact, and, and I don't encourage anybody to be violent toward the government. The point here is that they are trying to take that away from us. So we can't de defend ourselves. That's where the problem is. It's not even about gun. You should always have gun safety and responsibility. That's if you grew, grew up and your parents owned weapons, you were the responsible thing is to teach about it. Right. And the problem that, that they keep trying to bury things, erase things, silence and, and, you know, cancel you. That's not Christian at all. That's anti-Christ because Christ represents redemption and forgiveness. And they don't offer that. Like they're going back. You look at the world right now. They're going back on people's Twitter feeds 15 years ago. Yeah. 20 years. You know, what are you doing? You know, that's that's very anti-Christian. It is Christian to uh, forgive and to redeem. And that's Amen. All. it's not to send people to hell. Right. And, and the whole reason I'm talking about that right now is because of Truth Social and the meanies posting on yes. my page. The heresy hunters. I see them all day. You know, people say, don't read the comments, Pastor Todd, because you start reading the comments. You're like, oh, my goodness. You know, but I like to read the comments because I, I want to Yeah, I want to talk to people, too. And, you know, I engage in my answer, you know, but it, it can be a lot, you know. But, you know, this is interesting. So, Krista, you know, when when we were at the um, what was it, the, the Grand Old Opry? OK, this is very interesting. So your dad was there. You were there. And the prophets came out first and then the two evangelists. Right. And there was kind of significant, you know, it was on the 4th of July and it was this, this really powerful event that, you know, something was happening there. And that's when we really connected, you know, and so, but, but the thing that's so cool about this, so, you know, as Donna was just talking about, now we go into this present time and, and the prophets and, and they're speaking words of life in a, in a season when our nation, I, I, I liken it to like, you know, uh, Mount Carmel, you know, it's like, yeah. we're literally, it's like the prophets of Baal and the prophets of God. I call the fake news media, the prophets of Baal, you know, we're literally, and your dad, Donna, he gave a prophetic word on this, where he literally addressed this exact thing, you know, yes. and here we are. And then honestly, when we were in Batavia and I was thinking about all of this, I said, this is so amazing how like Donna Clement and. And, you know, and, and, and then all these, you know, God had us all together. You know, it was like amazing what God is doing. He's bringing the Trump family and you know, Roger Stone. and Everybody's at this like this defining moment in our nation's history, you know, and, and a lot of people are very doom and gloom right now. I'm sure you guys get that, too. Pastor Todd, just preparing for the end. That's it. America's done. You know, there's no hope. You know, we got to just, you know, and they're going in their bunkers and getting everything ready. And, you know, I'm not against prepping, you know, but I mean, it's like, a lot of doom and, gloom, and they try to push me in that direction. But then when I go to the Lord and I pray, he says one more round, you know, the end is not yet, you know, he's going to move on our behalf. So Krista, how is, how important is that when the prophets coming out first, leading the way into the, you know, what are you getting from the Lord from that whole thing? Well, first of all, that, that meeting was just one of the most spectacular meetings I've ever been in in my life. It was July 4th, 2021. I was actually listening to that before we did this uh, broadcast because a lot of times I like to go back to special meetings like that that we have recorded to just remind myself of why I do what I do. 
And so, and it it just fires me back up again. And so, and, and I, I believe this wholeheartedly that Donna, that your dad was watching that specific event that day. Yes. Because I even said that after it was over, I said, Kim's anointing was present in that room. I said, he was watching that day. And of course he's watching because, you know, all those prophets are here because of him. I mean, they, he paved the way. And so, of course, he's watching. And because his words are still playing out to this day. So his prophecies are here. So he's seeing all of this happen. And, you know, he he knows way more than we know right now of of everything that's going down but you know a lot of times too people and they they want to jump on board with calling false prophets and everything because something didn't happen that next hour after they said something and what the scripture says that god declares the end from the beginning and so when prophets are prophesying they see the end result and you know there's no telling how long that road is from the where they they prophesied it to the end but they saw the end result now now we've got to work there we've got to keep going so what you're saying about the prophets coming out first this is this is a strategic plan that God has put, set in motion right now all of a sudden the prophets come back on the scene see my dad always says that that the hand of God and he he does this he goes this is the teacher your pinky finger because it cleans out the ear this is the pastor because the pastor's married to the church this is the evangelist because it reaches further than all the others this is the prophet because it points the way wow. thus saith the Lord and this is the apostle it touches the other four and so right now God is playing two fingers on the hand of God at this moment and he's highlighting them he's playing all of them he's using all of them but he's highlighting two specific fingers right now the prophet and the evangelist well the prophet on your hand comes before the evangelist and i usually count like this so and if you're going backwards yeah sure but it's more natural to go this way and so the prophet is coming before the evangelist and as the body of christ during this time if we don't unite and hold hold the prophet's arms up at this moment listen you're not brave enough to do what they do I, I'm just going to tell you, you're the prophetic, you know, everybody wants to be a prophet now. Everybody wants to, oh, I'm called to be a prophet or they're, or they call themselves a prophet without being called by God. And I've seen that as well as, as Don A has seen it. And if we don't do, if we don't do our job to hold them up god has such a massive plan set in motion where the prophets have got to get done what they need to get done they need to say what the lord says the prophetic is such a heavy and that's what i was saying those that want to be prophets let me tell you something it is such a heavy weight and and you know i'm not in the office but i feel the weight of being underneath a prophet and working with it is such an intense 
heavy weight and that you have to be called by God to carry it because if not you might break you might have a nervous breakdown over it I mean it's it's so heavy and that's why we need to that's why you need to be in the word that's why you need to get in the word all the time to balance out that weight so it can be your anchor and that it can kind of give you it can give you some relief of this this weight you know but God equips you for what he calls you to do but right now his plan in my heart his plan is to let the prophets do their job point their finger in the faces of kings and and say thus saith the Lord give the words unashamed unafraid and then when everybody is their eyes are open as my dad says we shake the shackles off as the shackles fall off then here comes the evangelist right in behind them to lead people to the Lord and wow. see right right now the prophets are catching people's attention because they're like okay well how did they know this how do they know what what they're saying they've got some kind of inside information yeah it's the Holy Ghost it's the Spirit of the Lord that's speaking to them and so as the prophets gather the attention of the world and the people then here comes the evangelist right behind them and say let me tell you how you can get involved in this let me tell you how you can and an evangelist can can preach hell hotter than anybody they can go out there and get anybody saved I mean, they just have that anointing to do that. But right now we are in such a fight, in such a battle, and such a war that if we don't win this one, my friends, we might not get another chance. Mm. We might not get another shot if we don't if we don't fight and win this one. But God has a plan set in motion. So us as the body of Christ have got to get up underneath those prophets' arms and hold their hands up and hold their arms up during this time quit fighting with each other with each other quit calling people out on social media and that is not your job especially with a prophet because a, a, a man rises or falls to his own master and the scripture says that prophets are the servants of the Lord so you keep your mouth off of them and let the Lord deal with them if they're false the Lord will deal with them if they're real the Lord will deal with with them you do your job as a believer and whatever whatever finger on the hand of God that you are and I'm like Don a I don't know yet which one I am the Lord has not come come to me and said that but I know that I operate in the prophetic I know that I, I can uh, I operate in evangelism at times you know different things but right now I'm a believer and I'm a part of the body right now and so I, I'm going to do my job even if even if it is it even if it is exhausting and you need a nap afterwards I will do what it takes to hold their arms up during this time so that they can get done what God wants them to do because I don't know about you but I'm ready to win this fight yes. and see see what God has in store for us in the future amen amen Donna, I, I know you got something to say about that come on Donna. I just keep thinking you you just uh you really laid it out well there using the fingers like that. That's that's a beautiful analogy that you did it that way. Um because that's often you basically just articulated so well something that I my mom and I have been trying so hard to 
for to explain to people because we find ourselves in this situation where we're having to sort of explain right. uh, do a bit of explaining and it gets it can get tedious too because it's you know and like what you were saying it's so important that we not argue especially over yeah. theological things we've had thousands of years yeah i mean thousands of years to figure this yeah. out at this stage this is so important yes we don't do you're, you're right if we don't do something now uh uh it, there's, yeah. there's no one america's done there is no more America's right done. what my dad saw so i already know and we already know if you listen to kim clement and what god showed him <laughs> and many others too not just him is uh is that we are going to overcome this there will be a victory change is inevitable you know, I think, you know, dad saw a new source of energy coming. And I think that problem will be solved in the near future. He saw things uh, uh, that, that there would be cures found for Alzheimer's and autism and diabetes. Uh, he saw cures coming, things being found in the earth. Uh, uh, there's things he saw up to, uh, I think, in the year 2027. He was he, he had quite a profound experience where he saw uh, and he was asking where uh, where will I be? And where, where will the children that you've given me to take care of, where will they be? He was asking them in the middle of prophesying. So it's very powerful. Um, yes. But uh, what he saw was that we would overcome this and it would take one word out of the mouth of the people, Jesus. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about that the other day. It doesn't mean we're all going to be, we can, we can shout Jesus, but that's not it. I think it's, it's the fight in what, he's representing because ultimately that's what they're trying to take down. Look at what they're doing to our children in the schools. They're, 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 they're corrupting innocence and stealing the lives before they can be born when there is another solution. Uh, these, it goes back to, this is another going back. We saw Babel. Now I'm going back as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the sun yes. returns. So we are in the end times, but dad used to say it's the end times, but it's not the end of time. And we don't know when it's going to happen. And look, if you could have a great conversation with my mother and she could lay some really good stuff. She studies this stuff. So we know a lot. I know a lot more now too, because of her, but I do see what my dad was seeing and, and God really showed him an an overcoming a rise of a fourth Reich and a fall of that fourth Reich. That's a world economic forum and Klaus Schwab. They're messing with genetics. They're messing That's what they were doing before the flood. The sons of heaven right. with the women of earth. That was a genetic problem. So, you know, uh, and if you look in, in ancient myths, you'll see what gods were being worshipped and the same ones. Come. We've made, basically got Baal and Osiris there. There's a problem. Mm-hmm. If Nimrod need not be ignored at this time. So we, we, sh- we should be looking back at those biblical stories because it is tied in to yeah. now. And, yeah. uh, but at the same time, we can't be doom and gloom. We can't, like you said, we can't be telling people, to put down your pets and sell all your stuff because Jesus is coming. You're going to be raptured out of here any minute. We could be, but he doesn't want us sitting, waiting, doing nothing. We have a job as Christians that we're supposed to do. And I think if we can just stick to the basics, yeah, so important. What do we agree on? Let's forget about what we disagree on because we could go down so many rabbit holes. Uh, uh, But what is the simple agreement we have? Jesus Christ was the son of God died for our sins. Do we agree on that? Okay. That's all we need. We just need him. All the other stuff we can figure it out later. We've got, we've got, we'll overcome this and then we can go back to having the, the debates. But there are special people that God created to do that, you see? And so yeah. 
I think uh, God is ultimately straightening everything up for us right now. And my dad saw hope. So I want to just tell everybody that yeah, we have hope here. We are going to overcome this, but it's going to require uh, us digging deeper as understanding what it is to be a Christian, really yeah. what it is. not rituals, not what it looks like on the outside. That's, that's temporal. The eternal meaning of being a Christian, if we can really look at that, dad saw the going back to the early church and looking at what they were doing there, how important it was. And mm-hmm. uh, I think just some, just basically, you know, cause all the other stuff is important, but we need to, be able to discern through this time and understand what's going on to see it clearly. And so I think at that basic level, we can come into agreement as people of earth that we are not okay with them saying God is dead. And yeah. uh, uh, look, they can think that, you know what, let them think that, but they don't have the right to tell us we can't and take that freedom to worship away from us. And we see it happening. We saw it happen with COVID. We're seeing deliberate attacks. You've got drag queens skipping down the aisles of churches performing for children. That is not acceptable. And that is a manifest. You can see it manifesting. The enemy is manifesting everywhere. He's exposing himself. So it's easy to see now getting easier and easier. Same with the politicians. Yeah. Who's watch what they're doing and how they're behaving. Liz Cheney is a perfect example right now. And Mm -hmm. once from the American people is also because the American people recognized, okay, especially the Republican Party, recognized that's a problem. This person is a problem. This person is a problem. And once that's taken out, replace it with righteous people. We need Christians are realizing we need more Christians in office. We need True more Christians, Christians yep. representing us. So yes. we need to be woken up too. So I would encourage everybody not to feel fearful ever because Amen. that will you. Uh, uh, but be wary and be wise and ask God to direct you. And if you simply ask him, he's going to speak to you. That's all that's going on with the prophet. Really, at the, if you want to talk about basics, what's going on with the prophet, and this is what my dad did. He'd go into that garden, he'd get before God, and he would pray. He would praise him and worship him before he came yes. to him with problems. He would come and say, thank you for, look at this beautiful world you've made. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for protecting me, providing for me, worshiping him. And then... That time wasn't just a quick little moment of prayer. Right. It was engaged conversation he was having with his maker. And that is what God wants from all of us. And ultimately, that's what's happening with the prophet. So we can all do that. And that's what dad would tell everybody. Yeah. We can all talk to God ourselves. And you yeah. don't have yeah. to be prophets off. Because like Krista said, that's hard. You, yeah. you wouldn't ask for it if you were given the choice knowing how that goes. It, you right. are sacrificing and yes. you are, like, like Chris said, you have to have a tough skin. You have to be able to take people calling you false. Paul call, people were telling me I was going to burn in hell with my father within yeah. a day of him dying. They were saying that. Christian people were saying that. That is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Be a Christian, please. And uh, don't be afraid. And remember that victory is already ours, but we just have to get there in time. I love it. Amen. <laughs> Krista, you know, real quick, when we got about two or three more minutes here and we got to go, but, you know, um, you know, I, I think about the spies in the land, you know, and there was two, Caleb and Joshua, that saw the power of what God was able to do. There was 10 that said, yeah. no, it's done. We got to go back to eat. Forget it. You know, so how can we be like the two and go into the promised land? A lot of the prophetic words, like you said, they just haven't happened yet. It doesn't mean right. they're not going to happen, you know, but everybody wants it now. We're a now society. We want to microwave Christianity. We want to go through the drive through. We want to get it right away. 
So, uh, Krista, why don't you lead us out of here? And then, Donna, we want you to just say goodbye before we go. Uh, but, Krista, go ahead. Uh, you know, my, my best advice to everybody right now, if you want to see us take the land and you, you want to see this, this fight won, and as the prophets have spoken, it is supposed to happen. But it's up to you and I, as men and women of God, to make the decisions, to listen to God, to listen to the voices that he's raised up during this time. Go back and listen to the words of Donna's dad that are still alive to this day. And my biggest piece of advice, touch not not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. The Bible is very strict to say that. So just, you know what, if it's something you don't agree with, maybe it's something you hadn't heard yet. Maybe it's something that just hasn't become a revelation to you yet. But seek the Lord. Pray. You run your race. Put your blinders on. Seek ye first the kingdom. Don't look to the right or to the left. And just move forward and move straight with God. And, it, and we'll all find out that we're all on this path together and when we get to the end we will see this thing come to pass which the Lord has made known unto us and so I just want to encourage the people listen shake those shackles off the time of the line is here it's roaring and we are going to be we're not leaving this earth a defeated church we are leaving this earth a victorious church with the whole hand of God on our team and so I just want, like Donna said, stay encouraged, gather up your courage, encourage yourself in the Lord, and let's do this thing, man. Let's just do it. <laughs> ah, I love it. Donna, why don't you take us out? Okay. Well, I just want to say, first of all, Krista, it, it's been really nice to, to talk to you because I'm getting to know you a little bit better. It's so cool you play drums. And I think it's really interesting that you have a mother who's a pastor and a father who's a prophet. Right. I think that that each story is, is beautiful and unique. And so I just, I'm so honored to be on here with you and please uh, love to, my love to your parents from my family, to your family because we, we, we understand each other in a way different way yes, so an yes, honor to get to, to spend this time with you. And also you Todd, I think you're just awesome. And everybody watching, um, you know, you can, you can hear from both of us. We're just, we're just regular girls and God put us in a, a quite extraordinary circumstances. And so uh, hearing our perspective is, I think, necessary. Uh, and I, I hope that we can have been able to help some people because we really need to, we need our army of prophets, guys, because we're about to win a very big battle. <laughs> Yay. Come up. on. Remember that, winning. Yes, we're on the winning team. That's the yes. thing we got to remember. You know, it's a fixed fight. You know, Satan is just an archangel, fallen archangel. God is the God of heaven and earth, sits on the throne. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, occupy until he comes. He's with us even until the end of the age. He will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And so thank you to both of you, amazing women of God, for sharing your heart. I really believe a lot of people were touched by this. And I think that there's even more as people listen, and it's going to resonate in their heart a lot of things that were said today, because uh, this is very pivotal. We're at a very pivotal crossroads moment in time, and God is moving and so continue to follow these two women of God, the ministry that God has given them. And we just thank you both so much for being on. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. All right. We'll put, we'll put in the links too below where you can find some of their work and the things that they're doing. But everybody, uh, Donna Clement, uh, how do I say your last name? Petruska? Is that correct? Petruska. Okay. I said it right. Okay. Praise <laughs> God. And then Krista Bullock. And we'll be back with the Todd Coconato Show.
Call now and get Todd Coconato's brand new five-part audio CD teaching set, Exposing Satan's Playbook, Win Every Battle, and his special bonus card. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9821. Did you know that in sports, if a football team has the opposing team's playbook, they would be able to win every game. It is now possible to obtain possession of Satan's playbook. Satan's been doing the same thing since day one in the Garden of Eden, so he runs the same plays, but we need to know his playbook. You will receive Todd Coconato's anointed five-part audio CD teaching set, Exposing Satan's Playbook, Win Every Battle. Through Todd's brand new exclusive five-part audio CD teaching set, you will understand that there are times we as believers still fall for Satan's lies, deceptions, plans, plots, and schemes. Discover how Satan uses fear, doubt, lust, envy, jealousy, worry, and many other forms of sin to attempt to take us down. Learn how to overcome financial issues, sickness, marriage issues, prodigal children, oppression, depression, and so much more. Discover 10 ways you can safeguard your home from the attacks of the enemy. Learn how to avoid the enemy's assignments and walk in complete victory. Todd includes anointed and powerful prayers, encouragement, and words of knowledge throughout this series. You will also receive Todd Coconato's special bonus card, Exposing Satan's Playbook. Wherever you go, you can take this card with you. It exposes several of the enemy's different strategies and Todd's divine list of the strategies from heaven to walk in victory over demonic strongholds. It's your time to reverse the table and use Satan's strategy against him. Don't miss out on getting Todd Coconato's anointed five-part audio CD teaching set, Exposing Satan's Playbook, Win Every Battle, and his special bonus card. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. You can't get this anywhere else. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9821. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9821 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today.